Welcome to another episode of NAC Health Center News. I'm Marisol Murphy-Ballantyne. Because health centers have historically served a large portion of the uninsured, they are ideally situated to help connect and enroll uninsured patients in coverage. The Affordable Care Act expanded their role in outreach and enrollment, putting them on the front lines of the effort to get people covered. A consequence of their expanded role has been the creation and strengthening of partnerships to effectively and efficiently identify and enroll individuals, many who face barriers to coverage. A recently released NAC brief is shining the light on just how important partnerships between the medical and legal fields can be to ensuring patients get covered. Medical Legal Partnership, also known as MLP, embeds lawyers and paralegals alongside healthcare teams to detect, address, and prevent health-harming social conditions for people and communities. Today we are discussing how the National Center for Medical Legal Partnership is working with community health centers across the country. MLP is a healthcare delivery strategy in which legal professionals are integrated into the healthcare setting to build the health center's capacity and address complex issues that impact patients and their families, says Ellen Lawton, principal investigator and lead research scientist with the National Center for Medical Legal Partnership at the Milken Institute School of Public Health at George Washington University. Medical Legal Partnership is focused on bringing legal professionals on site into the healthcare setting uh, so they can bridge between the community and the healthcare setting to work with patients and healthcare teams. According to Lawton, medical legal partnerships between community health centers and the legal profession have existed for some time. The Medical Legal Partnership practice really stands on the shoulders of some of the great work that Jack Geiger did as early as the first health center in Mississippi, where we know that he hired an attorney to help patients who were struggling with some of the same needs we see in our communities now. And throughout the past uh, 50 years, lawyers have become part of community health uh, practices in a lot of different ways, uh, particularly in the HIV AIDS crisis of the 80s. And then fast forwarding into the formation of medical legal partnership in the 90s out of Boston Medical Center, where we integrated legal aid professionals into the healthcare setting focused on kids with asthma. The legal staff that form these medical legal partnerships include a range of different legal roles and professionals from civil legal aid organizations, law schools, law students, and pro bono attorneys working in tandem. There are lots of different ways that the legal teams become integrated into health centers, the most important of which is that they're participating on site alongside all of the other health center team members. So lawyers come on site, they work directly with the healthcare team, they help support screening for health harming legal needs. Those are legal issues, civil legal issues that affect patients and their families that have legal solutions. These partnerships have been facilitated by policy guidance from the Health Resources and Services Administration, which clarified that civil legal aid support was included in enabling services, which are non-medical services that help reduce barriers to care. One of the things that's been so important about HRSA's policy change is that it recognizes that many health centers were already trying to partner with community legal aid organizations. They were just doing it informally and not that effectively. And so by clarifying that civil legal aid 
organizations could be part of the enabling services that a health center delivers, it really inspired uh, health centers to become more structured in their approach with uh, partners, legal aid partners in the community, and it allowed them to to form more effective partnerships that were sustainable, where they were tracking data, they were jointly developing strategies to target health issues that uh, were problematic for their patients. They were uh, starting to take more of a macro population health approach to some of the work that was being done in isolation out in the legal community and then maybe not as effectively within the four walls of the health center. And so the enabling services dollars and and policy change really catalyzed, I think, an engagement between the health centers and the legal community that we're still seeing certainly reverberations on where uh, health centers have recognized that they have these partners in the community that they can draw in closer to be more effective at uh, transforming the lives of the patients that they're taking care of, as well as the communities where they operate. Historically, medical legal partnerships have targeted health-harming legal needs, civil legal issues that mirror the social determinants of health, including income, housing, education and employment, legal status, and personal safety, or IHELP for short. Within that, they have seen partnerships that use the expertise offered by medical legal partnerships to help patients access coverage, says Lawton. Throughout the growth of medical legal partnership, uh, there's always been advocacy around insurance access and optimization that's happened out in the field. Um, I think the Affordable Care Act uh, has certainly catalyzed growth in that field as well as created opportunities for medical legal partnership programs to become even more engaged in hopefully creating efficiencies and ensuring access for patients that are served in health centers and hospitals. There are about 77 medical legal partnerships in HRSA-funded health centers, according to Liz Tobin-Tyler, Assistant Professor of Family Medicine and Health Services Policy and Practice at the Warren Albert Medical School of Brown University. She says the increased outreach and enrollment efforts and health centers' role helping people get connected to coverage has made collaborations like medical legal partnerships crucial. What we've found is that medical legal partnerships are playing a critical role in helping assisters who are quite knowledgeable about helping to enroll uh, people but may need some supports in terms of maintaining people on insurance, um, breaking down some of the barriers to coverage, uh, ensuring that that patients understand their rights with regard to their insurance. Um, And all of those are, are important places where lawyers for medical legal partnerships play a role. Like most collaborations, this one has its challenges. According to Lawton, the melding of the two sectors can be cumbersome in the beginning and require sweat equity because legal organizations don't always understand how health organizations function, so there is a learning curve. However, those challenges are surpassed by the passion and excitement for what can be accomplished together for patients. I think a really critical ingredient that oftentimes is overlooked is that Uh, The folks that are practicing medical legal partnership in the field are enormously passionate about this work, and that is actually quite contagious. And so um, what we found is that um, in some respects, what we say is they, they don't know what they're missing, right? The health centers who haven't had a lawyer on site practicing alongside the rest of the healthcare team. Uh, don't even know what they're missing. Uh, Once they've brought 
an attorney on site and started working in tandem uh, with that attorney and, and seeing the value of their expertise, um, all of the parties become really excited and passionate about what's possible to accomplish together. And I think that uh, passion piece really dovetails so uh, well with the mission-driven spirit in community health centers and also that exists um, in, in a very similar fashion in community legal aid offices. Professor Tobin points to a community health center in Austin, Texas that's featured in the new NAC brief as an example of what can be accomplished when the legal and health care communities come together. People's Community Clinic is a health center that provides care in two clinic locations, one which is focused on women's health, and then they have four partner site, site locations that provide service predominantly to a Hispanic population in Austin. Texas Legal Services Center partnered with the People's Community Clinic in 2012 and works out directly out of their patient-centered medical home. What I think is very interesting about this as a, as a sort of case study looking at outreach and enrollment efforts in community health centers in partnership with Medical Legal Partnership is that they have done a number of different things to kind of support the efforts of the community health center while at the same time supporting the work of the Medical Legal Partnership. So one of the things they've done is Texas has some quite complex rules with regard to navigators and how navigators may be trained. And so the Medical Legal Partnership attorney has been very engaged and involved in training navigators on really complex topics that are required for them to learn, but also in supporting the work that they do on the ground. They also are doing Know Your Rights workshops for patients directly about their rights with regard to insurance, particularly for Medicaid eligibility and uh, through the Medicare savings programs and some of the other programs uh, related to that in Texas. But what, what I also found, which I think is, was true in many of the sites and is really the, the critical point here, I think, in terms of the connection between outreach and enrollment and medical legal partnership, and that is that there's really a bi-directional benefit um, and what I mean by that is that the legal aid attorney is able to support the certified application counselors and the navigators by helping navigate complex health insurance issues. But at the same time, those staff are identifying other social determinants of health through the process of helping people with their insurance, which then helps them to refer patients back to the medical legal partnership attorney. So that may include things like housing. Um, access to government assistance, personal safety issues. Um, so it's it's really a kind of bi-directional benefit in terms of providing a more comprehensive approach to care for the patient. With more focus on the social determinants of health, Ellen Lawton believes medical legal partnerships will continue to grow. So in terms of the future of medical legal partnership, I think there's no question that as healthcare teams start to realize the benefit and impact of having access to legal expertise to address the social determinants uh, becomes even more commonplace that we're going to see medical legal partnership continue to grow throughout the country in various healthcare settings. I think what's important to realize is that the the lawyer acts to help boost team capacity to address the social determinants. Uh, there's a certain amount of work that the lawyer does on their own directly with patients, but in general, uh, what we can do is be more effective and efficient so that folks are operating at top of license 
And that need is never going to go away. And in fact, in challenging times, uh, when we see unemployment dips and when we see communities that are struggling financially, it's even more important to have responsive community-based problem-solving strategies like the capacity that Medical Legal Partnership brings to the health center. I'd like to thank Ellen Lawton and Liz Tobin-Tyler for joining us today. If you want to learn more about how health centers work with MLP on outreach and enrollment, download the brief Improving Outreach and Enrollment Efforts in Health Centers through Medical Legal Partnership at bit.ly backslash OE underscore MLP. Interested in learning more about Medical Legal Partnership? Make sure to visit medical-legalpartnership.org. Want to stay up to date on the latest from NAC? Follow us on Twitter at NACHC. Thanks for listening. Music by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com.